With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan. And I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me. And you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. Football is many things. Unpredictable, exciting, colourful, passionate, absorbing... Expensive. Venal, infuriating, exasperating, time-consuming, depressing. But one thing it most certainly is not is a level playing field. Welcome to the famous sloping pitch. Hello, I'm Nick, and thank goodness last week things returned to normal with Stoke losing 3-0 at Fulham after a frighteningly good start to the season. And yes, Christopher, I have to tell you, we have received some feed well I have received <laughs> some feedback and admittedly it is from my neighbours Bob right. and um, and Toothless Baz and <laughs> it wasn't an email it was a note delivered to me yes um, okay. three points please but yeah. it shows no no and it shows that I don't I didn't think I got on with them, but clearly they've been following <laughs> what we do. And it said, I'm going to read it to you. Okay. And it's one of the first times I've ever seen Famous Sloping Pitch mentioned in a message. And it says, never mind Famous Sloping Pitches. When are you going to get that bloody lawn cut? <laughs> so there you go. A bit of recognition there. That's very pleasing. Yes, lovely. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> well, I can give you a bulletin from the arse end of the English Football League where uh, Oldham played Sutton United for the first time. And I went along. It was Sutton's first home league game, delayed as they put down a grass pitch to replace the 3G1 they won promotion on last year. Mm-hmm. And you know when you put down a new lawn, speaking of lawns, yeah. they say don't mow it for the first few weeks, let it bed in. Yeah, yeah that's the period that Sutton are still in. Right. Um, <laughs> it was incredibly lush, like a rugby pitch, you know, to cushion the fall. Yeah, and, yeah. and it wasn't long before both sides were just hoofing it rather than trying to play it out from the back because the ball was just going a few so yards did, and stopping. Was it like the semi-rough? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't know. I, no, don't know. No, no. I don't know that's golf, isn't it? I, I think uh, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, I rather enjoyed Sutton's little ground because uh, the general admission area for like home standing mm-hmm. it goes all the way down one side round behind one goal and then halfway down the other side so you could practically change ends at half time like we used to do in the in the old yeah, days yeah, you know, yeah, like that's you, good. you used to do it every ground in the old days yeah, yeah. and uh, when i first went to used to go to games and anyway sutton went to goal up and we're drifting you know towards another dispiriting one nil defeat when our 
captain suddenly took the game by the scruff of the neck. Carl Piagiani is his name. Carl, and I discovered yeah. quite by chance that Carpigiani is an Italian brand name for a soft Mr. Whippy style ice cream making machine. Oh. And so it's like... So smooth and cool he is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So like Mr. and Mrs. Piagiani thought, well, you know, our name is already ice cream making machine. Yeah. Let's call the boy Whippy. Go the whole hog. Yeah. You know? <laughs> no sense in going... A proportion of the hog. No, 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 no. Some of the hog won't do it. No, no. no. Anyway, Carl got a kick in the face, had to go off, looked like he'd had a nose transplant and the nose donor was Steve Bruce and came back on with a plain shirt, no number, you know that thing where they've got blood all over Oh, yeah, yes, 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 yes. Head in an equaliser with a couple of minutes to go. Amazingly then, we went on to win it on the break in injury time. We're now only 23rd in the league. We're next bottom. And typical Oldham, we then spent the next few days enduring the rumour that Pirjani was being sold to Mansfield. Mighty Mansfield. But he didn't go, did he? He didn't go, no, because we had a game on Tuesday evening, which was deadline day. Yes. And by the time, you know, they're all a bit tired, and I don't know. I think he'd he'd come round from the (laughs) FA and he'd... I think he's in the toilet. Yeah, I don't no, know. I don't, he's having a shower. Oh, he was here a minute ago. I think he's gone. Yeah. I think he's gone. Well, I went to Fulham, obviously, to see Stoke lose 3-0. And I have to, that's not a proper football club, is it? <laughs> I actually balked when I sort of approached the ground and it said above the turnstile... Home and away fans. Oh. That's not right, Hello, is it? the old days. Yeah, that yeah, can't yeah. work. That's but they've got rid of that Michael Jackson statue. They've least. got rid of that. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, moving on, I think we're going to have to talk, oh. unfortunately, about Cristiano Ronaldo. Yeah, the world's uh, highest international goal scorer, of course. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, 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 exactly. I mean, over last weekend, Manchester United hijacked a move that seemed to be brewing, didn't it, from uh, Juventus to City. Basically instigated, I think, by Ronaldo himself. He's, he's, he's a guy who thinks, I don't want to be at Juventus anymore. Where should, who's good enough for me? Well, I think I'll go to City. Yeah, you know? It's because they keep getting uh, knocked out of the um, Champions League at, in the last 16 <laughs> stage. It they? is. And and they were, they've won the league ye- uh, years in a row, hadn't they, until last year. Yeah. And they think, well, if they're not going to win the league, I'm not, it's not for me. Um, but then the Man, Man United hijacked this move, mm-hmm. and there was the great quote, wasn't there, from Justin Morehouse? Did you see that? No, I didn't see that. <laughs> he tweeted out, uh, "Which is quicker, Ronaldo or the Man United fans trying to delete all the shit things they said about him when it looked like he was going to City?" <laughs> that is excellent. <laughs> that really is excellent. Anyway, now knowing that we were going to have to do this, I went out for a walk earlier in the week, scratching my head, thinking, "What well, you talk about, Ronaldo?" And as luck would have it, I came across a box of dumped DVDs that someone had left out for people to help themselves to, and. Right on the top was a DVD of the Ronaldo documentary. And I wouldn't normally, no, you know, I wouldn't I've normally do it. this. But I helped myself to it. It was a little bit sticky, I'm afraid. Oh, no, somebody um, really likes Ronaldo. Yeah, and, it, oh. and it made my hand smell of petrol for Ooh, the next okay. little while. And I was going to watch it. I was, in the name of research. But as it happened, last night there was a game with him in, so I watched that instead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tragic, and tragic. Portugal the, against yeah, the Republic, Republic of Ireland. Ireland yeah. And, of course, he was the story, because he always is, even when he's crap or injured in the first few minutes, like mm-hmm. when Portugal won the Euros without him. And all the headlines are, Ronaldo finally wins international trophy. Never mind the other poor buckers who actually won the game. He's the one swaggering around with the trophy like he's, like he's John Terry or someone. Yeah, yeah. You yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, as you say, last night he needed one goal, didn't he, to move ahead yes. of Ali Day as the record international goal scorer. Mm-hmm. And 15 minutes in, a penalty. Of course he's going to take it after slapping an Irish player for daring to try and put him off his preening build-up. And yeah. he flexed his oiled quads and did that stance he does like he has gigantic testicles. Yes. And making sure everyone is looking at him, admiring him and his extraordinary physique. Yeah. And then, is that what it is? Like he's got a gigantic te- testicles? I always think he looks like he's the principal boy in the pantomime. <laughs> <laughs> Dandini. Yeah. It looks like the, uh, the, a colossus. You yeah. know, 
yes, know, look yeah, at my yeah. works, ye mighty, in despair. Despair, yeah. You know, that thing. But then, of course, the penalty is saved by the 19-year-old keeper. And this is the great pleasure that Ronaldo has brought to millions over the years and that so many are hoping for this season, I think, which is seeing him fall on that glistening, smug, parodically pretty boy face. Yeah. Yep. You know, because he's so hard to like, isn't he? He absolutely is very, very hard to like. And I, I particularly uh, like the fact that they had to persuade the Glazers to sign him for Manchester United <laughs> by saying that he's like Tom Brady, because the Glazers own yeah, the yeah, Tampa yeah. Bay Buccaneers, yeah. and Brady went back there and, and won it for them. But he's not like Tom Brady, is he? Because th- I'm fairly sure Tom Brady knows the name of all of his children, for instance, <laughs> which I'm fairly sure Cristiano Ronaldo does not. But my favourite thing, can I tell you this, please, 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 please? Yeah. They were interviewing various Manchester United fans and this was my favourite I'm going to try and do it justice but nothing can do it perfect justice so this bloke comes on he goes this is this is fantastic this is this is this is the biggest story in the world this you can't believe how significant this story is you know when Ronaldo pulls on the red shirt and crosses the white line that day that people who were there will be blessed and that day will always be remembered as Ronaldo returns day it's going to be an enormous Day and, and and people remember year after it's going to be like Christmas Day, twenty fifth of December, Christmas Day, twenty sixth of December, Boxing Day, and whenever he plays, that's going to be Ronaldo Day, and it'll only ever be remembered as Ronaldo Day. It's going to be absolutely massive. And then the interviewer turned around <laughs> and said to this bloke, "So uh, when is it looking like that day's going to be, Richard?" And Richard goes, "Well, according to sources, it's going to be September the eleventh." <laughs> <laughs> You Which will only ever be remembered. Only ever be remembered that day as Ronaldo returns. Ronaldo Day, nine eleven. Ronaldo Day. Oh yeah. I mean, it, it was. Um, he wasn't seeing eye to eye, was he, with the Juventus manager Allegri? He wasn't seeing eye to eye with him. And I, I read that he only had one friend left in the squad at Juventus. Really? Yeah. Who was the third choice goalkeeper, and likely to stay so if he's so the they, only friend of Ronaldo. So, so, so did they have some sort of record kept about who's friends with who? Yes, because this whole thing is just the, the politics of the playground, isn't it? Yes. You know, Manchester United saying, "Oh, City are going to get Ronaldo. Well, well, we're going to have him." Not yeah. Because we want him, but because we want them not to have him. Yes, and and, and Darren Fletcher and, and Ole Gunnar Solskjaer say, yeah, but you, you played with us. We've known him for years. Yeah, 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 yeah. But there's yeah, you know, and Bruno Fernandez, his international teammate, you know, uh, has, has apparently uh, you know made a call. And you watching the game last night, you think, what about what about um, Bernardo Silva? What about Cancelo? The yeah, City, yeah, yeah. Portuguese City players, yeah. couldn't they make a call? Perhaps they haven't got his number. Perhaps they haven't. You don't know. I thought Ancelotti used a great phrase, actually. I, I thought this was a really good phrase about a player that whose passion for the game is seemingly undiminished. And he said that the great thing about Ronaldo was that his belly is never full. I thought that was wonderful. And also something that Marcus Rashford can help him with. (laughs) Well, it certainly never looks full. No, it definitely definitely (laughs) doesn't. Never seen an emptier-looking belly. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it could be, I mean, arguably, the biggest sort of pendulum shift in the title race since Cantona. Since the Cantona signing, when when Ferguson nicked Cantona off Leeds after they'd won the title, yes, um, you know, just taking taking uh, Ronaldo away from City, and they've lost um, out on Kane as well. Yeah, and they haven't really bought bought anyone apart from it. they bought Grealish early on in the transfer window, didn't they? But they haven't bought City, anybody. Yeah, yeah. They haven't done any 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 last minute desperation. No, you know what's wrong with them. No, absolutely. <laughs> I actually watched uh, Transfer Deadline Day, which I, 
I hate. I think I may have watched one about 10 years ago. And I thought, no, again, like you, for the purposes of of research, I will watch it. And I watched it for six hours and I learned very little. (laughs) But I did become convinced that it might... If you watch Sky Sports News for longer than four hours, you may develop erectile dysfunction. <laughs> that was the one thing that really came through for me. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of yeah. There's a lot of that. And did you uh, see that Newcastle bought a player called Santiago Munoz? No. Which is nearly the same name as the bloke from the film Goal when Newcastle by oh, Santiago yeah, yeah, yeah. Munez. Oh, yeah, so, yeah. you know, I think there may have been some sort of mistake made oh, there. Excellent. Certainly by Mike Ashley. <laughs> and the only other signing I really noticed was that Strictly uh, had a last-minute move for Michael Gove. Um, <laughs> <laughs> if ever a man was trying to get a job, <laughs> it's Michael Gove. <laughs> Do you remember in the 2018 World Cup, Ronaldo scored a direct free kick to, to make it 3-3 against Spain? Yes. And he did the whole posing thing with the thighs and everything. Mm. And the commentator's going, he's, he's the expert. He's the, this is, this is, you know, this is what he's here for. This is his whole, his whole game. Yeah. And then went straight on to say, and, and he's missed the last 49 straight direct free kicks that he's that. taken. Yeah. And, you know, and yet, somehow, he's the goat, yeah. you know? What, what does that make James Ward-Prowse? Is what I want to know. Yeah, yeah. You know, some sort of galactic superhero. Yeah. I mean, what, James Ward Prowse, he just wipes the floor with Ronaldo. And didn't Ronaldo famously <clears throat> go several tournaments without not scoring in a tournament as well? He scored in a lot of tournaments recently, but he, yeah. he's he's it's uh, he, he, like he, he seems to bog down the whole Portuguese team in in the heavy responsibility of providing a trophy for him rather than for their country. Yeah, you know, it's like everything is channeled through. Is channeled through him. I mean, I, do, I I would argue that he's not even the greatest Ronaldo of all time. Yeah, well, you know, I, I'm I'm kind of with you. Which would be the Groat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I mean, you know, original Ronaldo was pretty good, wasn't he? He scored twice in that World Cup final that we went to that time. Yes, in Japan. Yes, he did. Uh, yeah, yeah, and you know, and I, I remember him destroying Manchester United uh, for Real Madrid. Yeah. When he was supposedly completely finished. Yeah, and yeah. early on when he was when Robson was man was it PSV who was that? Yes. When yes. Bobby Robson was man. Yeah, yeah, and I, th- I think. Uh, uh, the thing is, any player that comes back, there's going to be cause for celebration, isn't there? And, and Ronaldo, let's face it, is no Russell Beardsmore. <laughs> and they never managed to coax him back, did they? <laughs> I, bet, I, I bet 50 quid would do it. <laughs> <laughs> I bet a couple of free tickets would do it. <laughs> and he has that bronze statue of himself, doesn't he, on Madeira, where he's from. Yeah. And he's, the, he's like unique amongst uh, football people who've been statuified. In partly that he's still playing, yeah, but also that that's you know they're they're well known, aren't they? Football statues for not looking like yes, the, and this one doesn't really look very much like him, but it does look more human than the real thing. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes, because yes. he's such an odd looking. Anyway, well, you know, I don't think they take that into account during the medical. No, I'm no. sorry, we're not going to sign Ronaldo. He looks a bit odd. <laughs> he looks a bit odd. That yeah. neck, he's got such a freakish neck. Yeah, that's the yeah. thing. Ah, but anyway, yeah. and there's in his teeth. Surely right, someone enough, must have kicked enough, him in the teeth. Enough, enough. All right, well, no, we were talking about Ronaldo playing for Portugal. Yeah. And it is, uh, we are now in an international break, aren't we? Uh-huh. And this one has been, hasn't it, a little bit more controversial than usual. There's been, there's been the thing where uh, Premier League clubs seem to have had a pact not to release their players for the World Cup qualifiers in countries that are, you know, more disease-ridden. Yeah. <laughs> the red-flagged COVID countries, yeah. particularly South America, particularly the Brazilian players yeah and you know it's not just the uh, it's not just the danger which is obvious but the necessity to quarantine for 10 days on yes. their return which yeah. will mean they'll miss more games and i was particularly taken by fifa 
asking governments, international governments, yeah. um, f- and FIFA regard themselves as equivalent to government, uh, countries' governments, yeah. I think. But FIFA asking governments for exemptions from COVID restrictions to protect, this is their phrase, to protect the integrity of their competition, which has how much integrity Well, exactly? I wouldn't have said a lot. After, after being, being given to Qatar. Yes. You know. Well, I'm on the subject of Qatar, something that I only discovered today. Oh, I'm, quite, I'm quite better from that cold, actually. No, Qatar, I'm starting to think, is a good choice because <laughs> it's clearly a friendly place. Uh, they, only announced, they announced only in the last two weeks uh, that they have very, very good relations with the Taliban, apparently. <laughs> they did. Well, a lot of the Taliban were living there until the Americans moved out. Yeah, well, that shows how friendly they yeah, are. No, then, they are. They're very accommodating, it's true. Yeah. But FIFA, apparently, I, I was reading about about the bidding process for 2018, the Russian one, and yep. 2022 at Qatar, which they did at the same time so that Set Blatter could pocket twice the twice the uh, bung yeah. um, all at once. Yes. He knew he was gonna, he that knew. may or may not be true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the, the, there was a Dutch bid that didn't get very far. And when they pulled out, they, they apparently said that the reason they'd pulled out was that FIFA had asked for exemptions for everything mm-hmm. from tax law from employment law mm-hmm. and from human rights law. I think that is and, fantastic. I mean, I think if you if you find yourself as an organisation asking for exemption from human rights laws, yeah. you've taken a wrong turn, well, haven't you? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it just makes me think that FIFA would then have permission to torture people. Yeah, I mean, I would wonder if they'd reply, well, perhaps if you could put your application in writing, Mr Hitler. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And, uh, and also, if it is in Holland, we, go, we want all their bicycles. <laughs> <laughs> Tulips. No, it's true. No, I, I mean, I actually think clubs should release players, don't you, for competitive internationals? But then my only real interest in the Premier League is, is in the club's ability to provide players for England. Yes. And, you know, I, I don't really see what the problem is with extending the international break to include the quarantine period and just not starting the, the league until the players are available, if that's what you want to do. And also, I don't really see why clubs can't be made to play without quarantining players. You know, if those are the rules, suck it up. You know, they're like the anti-mask brigade, aren't they? The rules don't apply to us because we're somehow so fucking important. Well, I, I read in the paper yesterday about a bloke who was being quarantined in Tenerife. This was an English bloke <laughs> who'd climbed out of the window of the hotel because, as he said, I don't want to be quarantined. And he is the individual equivalent of FIFA. You know, they just they just don't want the rules they to don't apply want the rules to them. They want no. an exemption from the human rights law, your, your right to infect somebody else. I mean, Oldham and my team have been obliged to do without our best player, Dylan Bahambula, because he's called up by Congo. And no one is offering to join in a pact with us not to send players to Africa. It's in the rules, so you have to do it. And we're going to be without him for 20 days. Yeah. Because 10 days for the international break and 10 days from quarantine when he comes back. And is and it the year of the African Cup of Nations as well? In January. It's yeah. always the year of the it African is, Cup actually, of Nations. It is, actually. It is. Always. It is. <laughs> yes. But anyway, I, I think that, um, that this time, you know, they, they, they should have put more effort into working out yeah, yeah, how yeah. to accommodate the particular situation yeah, yeah, rather than it, trying to... They're all trying to get someone else to sort it out yeah, for yeah, them. Yeah. I mean, it's just it's classic FIFA. It's like they did with, with the... Um, well, that was UEFA, actually, to be fair. But like they did with the final of the Euros when they said, oh, no, but, you know, we understand COVID's very important, but we'd like to bring 1,500 of our sponsors yeah, to like, the game... Uh, and we don't want them to have to. Uh, we want to an quarantine. exemption from yeah, 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 exemption yeah. from the quarantine. Yeah. And the, the the Champions League finally moved, didn't yeah. they? Because they, they, the, yeah. it had to be and, in and a it, more accommodating and, and government. It, and it really is like that. The argument is, and they can't see beyond it. Yeah, no, no, you don't understand. These people 
give us money. You see? <laughs> I mean, what, what, what's so difficult to understand yeah. about yeah. that? Just let me explain what the V and the I stand for <laughs> in VIP. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> really? <laughs> I mean, really? We're thinking of calling them FIPs. <laughs> you know, they're that good. Yeah, VFIP. <laughs> <laughs> just very quickly on, on just on England, because... Yeah, yeah. Um, I, 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 I did a little bit of adding up, and... Um, uh, Gareth Southgate, in just under five years, incidentally, has played 79 different people for <laughs> England. And I then looked up how many English players are in the Premier League, and 79 is half of all the players who are English <laughs> in the Premier League, including, you know, people who are yeah. probably only ever playing the, you know, EFL Cup or, so, or whatever it is. Yeah. And, and I was really pleased with finding that out until I found out that Paul, Paul Ince had also pointed that out. And, uh, and now I'm, I'm not so pleased with it as an idea at all. Well, I, I, it makes me think we should maybe try and get Paul Ince to come to come on the podcast the governor and then, yeah because yeah. you know, he's probably he's obviously got access to to more in, interesting information yeah yeah, yeah absolutely absolutely yeah. you didn't you see the uh, the uh, interview with Gareth Southgate where he was um he yeah. was trying to uh, say that yeah. England didn't play cautiously because of yeah, him yeah he, he says and i just think this is brilliant I, and i want you to imagine if you can <laughs> alf ramsey alf ramsey saying this I don't think we've ever had an environment where players aren't free to express themselves. The only time I can remember any reference to that was after the Scotland game, when one or two seemed to be saying they found that felt that they weren't allowing themselves to go. I remember saying to them at the time, well, let's be clear about this. We've never stopped you or given you that sort of message. Isn't that just saying... I'm not really managing the team at all. I'm not really in charge. I'm not that's, really in charge. I mean, a, I like him and I like the players, yeah. but that seemed a strange thing to say. <laughs> anyway, yeah. let's move on yep. to um, Heart and Soul Day. Heart and hearts. Soul Day, which has happened this week. In the hearts, hearts, glorious hearts. It's down at Tynecastle, we play. The boys in Maroon are the talker. The two, hey, go on. Yeah, it's down at Tynecastle, they bide. Bide. Oh, yes. it's bide, is it? Yeah, because then you'll get to old Ricky supports them with pride. Bide. Oh, OK, see, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> My gran used to sing, Alack Gandalas, he's come back. Alack Sandalak, he's come back. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, in the brilliant series, Succession, a spoilt brat buys Heart of Midlothian FC as a gift for his media mogul father, having misremembered which club his old man used to support, which was Hips. Okay. Oh, really? You yeah. didn't know that. But it's really good succession, and that is a very funny bit, and they do a training thing with all the yeah, Hearts yeah, players. Yeah, it's yeah. very good. But anyway, in real life, though, Hearts are probably now one of the least vulnerable clubs to the predations of capricious multimillionaires, having this week become the largest fan-owned club in British football. Now, Hearts have actually been down the oligarch route before during the turbulent reign of former owner Vladimir Romanov, a Russian-Lithuanian multimillionaire, who bankrupted them. Yeah. <laughs> and um, he was a hero to begin with because he staved off some property developers, possibly evil. Uh, yeah. They will be when Disney make a film of it anyway. And, uh, but then he, he started blotting his copybook early, sacked George Burley when Hearts were top of the league, having won the first eight I games. I remember that, yeah, yeah. And appointed Graham Ricks. A man with two big things on his CV. Yes, which we you know what they are. <laughs> <laughs> One, he played in all England's games in the 1982 yeah. World Cup, and then the other thing. The other thing, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And <laughs> but when he left in uh, in 2013, the club was plunged into administration, owing 15 million to Ukio Bankers, yeah. Romanov's shonky Lithuanian bank. He fled to Russia to avoid the Lithuanian courts and has been hiding in a submarine. That's fantastic. <laughs> Under the name Captain Nemo. <laughs> yes. So a decommissioned nuclear weapon. <laughs> 
Yeah. And he's living in a submarine. Yeah. Anyway, then um, hearts were taken out of administration by a local businesswoman, and Budge, uh, with a view to one day passing the club on to the Foundation of Hearts, which is a supporters group mm. found, founded by uh, 8,000 members, making a, a monthly contribution of something like 16 quid since it started in, ten, in 2013. And this has really been adding up. And the plan finally came to fruition this week on what mm-hmm. they were calling Heart and Soul Day, yeah. when Anne Budge transferred the club's shares to the Foundation of Hearts, making the Jam Tarts now the largest fan-owned club in the UK. And they're fan-owned, but not fan-run. Yeah. So there's more or less a conventional board in place. And it's not like that Socios thing. No, no, no. Where no. They, they, just it, get, it, they pay it, £16 a month and get it, to choose one track. In yeah. <laughs> it, it's, a, it's, a wonderful, yeah, it's a wonderful thing and something I think we, we should definitely come back to. But uh, you just... You, you, it is the, it's, it's the model that should now spread. But you just feel like in, in English and Scottish football, apart from hearts, that there's people say, yeah, that would be great. But there's just not that, well, one, organisation and two, that belief that it could ever happen. Mm. And of course, it can happen. And it happens. It happens in, in other countries. It happens in Germany where they've got the, the 51 percent thing. And yeah. of course, um, instructively, uh, it, it, interestingly, they were the ones, the Germans who didn't um, support the European Super League. Yeah. Um, but that's the model you want. And you don't want the Spanish one where equally they then vote somebody in. And, and then, of course, they always vote in the person who's going to give them gen- today yeah and so therefore they're completely skint now and then that that guy uh, changes the rule so no one can stand against him yes <laughs> that that's right is it robert mugabe isn't it at real madrid <laughs> who did that yes. exactly yeah. yes i yeah. was playing football with the hearts fan friend on uh, tuesday evening and he was gleeful about this about all of this mm-hmm. and he said tomorrow belongs to us Really? Well, and, I, and I had to remind him that that was the song the, the Nazis sing in cabaret. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The Hitler Youth. I think, you, I think you'll find. Not that we're suggesting there's any link between hearts and the Hitler Youth. Anyway, well, we, not we, today, we, anyway. We need to come back to fit and proper people, bringing the game into disrepute, oligarchs, all of that stuff. But I don't think we're going to have time today because in a moment we're going to have our guest. Now, with all the negativity surrounding Arsenal given a bonus extra week by the international break, the famous Slovene pitch is well aware that it's important to offer balanced coverage. And no one likes to see a team struggle, a manager under pressure and unhappy fans. And we tried very hard to find a dyed-in-the-wool gooner, as I believe they're called, to even things (laughs) up. It was difficult, especially given the circumstances. So instead... We've gone for someone who does like to see a team struggle, a manager under pressure and unhappy fans. It's Spurs fan and podcast... <laughs> podcast. But wherever, please. What's happened to you? Let me go home for a couple of weeks. It's Spurs fan and podcast tart, Theo Delaney. <laughs> I didn't know you were going to go for tart. That's, well, that's me. That's the idea, isn't it? Yeah. So, Theo, I mean, obviously... You're a died in the wall Spurs fan. We know yes. that, and we also know you do a wonderful podcast called Life Goals. Yep. Uh, which, in fact, Chris has listened to. Wow. Uh, you... I'm sure I'm not the only one. No. no. Other... <laughs> <laughs> um, and and most importantly, I mean, I've known you for a very very long time, and Chris met you. 19 years ago? Yes, at the uh, World Cup in Japan. In Japan, that the, that's that right. That was where all my previous encounters with you occurred. Absolutely, during right. The, during Have you not seen each other since? No, 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 we were just no. saying the last time we saw each other was on a bullet train Is from Niigata right? to Tokyo. The bullet train out well, of Niigata. That's there's interesting a, a, because... For a film no, title for you. Yeah, because <laughs> for 19 years, Chris has been going on about how you owe him 200 yen. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> it's good. That's why you've been invited on. Oh, well. <laughs> yeah, not all, all 19 of those, <laughs> those years. No, but yeah... 
it was. Uh, I was thinking. I was thinking about it just uh, recently because it was the uh, the Denmark game, wasn't it? In the yes, Yata. in the pouring and rain. We were playing Denmark again just in this last yeah. semi final, mm-hmm. weren't yeah. we? Mm-hmm. And um, and yeah, and we were three 0 up at half time. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was the game it was in the, the game. tournament that we played well in. Because there's because there's yeah, usually like Ukraine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, we were brilliant that night in the torrential rain. Conditions were were conducive for us. Yeah, and we stayed in that brilliant hotel. Do you remember that? Yeah, a spa it was hotel. A ski resort. Yes, it was a, a ski a spa. stroke spa right. thing. Yeah. But it was like a hundred kilometres from Niigata yeah. because all the hotel rooms in Niigata had been booked up by French fans and French journalists, yes. thinking that if they won that group, they would yeah. be there. Yeah, but exactly. Famously, and they, they lost to Senegal, didn't they? They yeah. did, and they were bottom of that group. And Zidane mm. ripped his thigh, didn't he? And that was the end of them. Mm. But none of them cancelled. So all the hotel the, rooms in Niigata were, were empty. Were, but paid for empty but booked yeah and so we were staying in this place 100 kilometers tiny out little the countryside. town yeah a, a beautiful beautiful little place i remember mm. we walked out into the into uh echigo yuzawa it was called oh, was it? and it was like it was like we were in the village from the prisoner and yeah. where everything was just a little bit too perfect yeah you know and, yeah. and we went into a bar and there was a sign on the wall in English that said, drink beer, it's good for you. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, what's, I, I was sort of worried we were going to wake up and find we'd all died in a bullet train accident. <laughs> <laughs> and, and this was this was like purgatory. You Some know. weird afterlife, <laughs> yeah. yeah. But we had that brilliant, um, when we got, went back to the hotel after after we'd had a, something to eat, and we found a karaoke night going on, yeah. remember, in a huge ballroom, huge, yeah. with, a, with a balcony and everything. Mm-hmm. And there was just one table of people there yeah. uh, who were, looked like uh, the board of a, they were businessmen. Yeah. And they were in their yukatas, their little dressing gowns yeah. and their flip-flops. And <laughs> the, it was like the chairman of the board was sat at the end of the table. And then they were arranged down the side of the table in order of seniority. And the uh, the office clown was singing songs and clowning about, and when he finished, they would all they would all bow and mm. and uh, give him a respectful little mm. bit of applause, and we barged in there and started started doing our own thing. I remember uh, Theo, you had a, you did a song where they put the the lyrics up in Japanese yeah. to begin with. Fortunately, I knew it well. Yeah. My funny Valentine, <laughs> the Elvis Costello version. Yeah. yeah, and then the next song was My Funny Valentine with the lyrics in English, and you yeah. got up and did it again. And there started to be. Uh, uh, you started to get a feeling that the Japanese businessmen were not as comfortable as they might be. No. And sure enough, they got up and one filed out. Mm-hmm. And it was a spa resort. And the next morning, we were all in the in the hot hot yeah, spa. Yeah. And these guys were all there, arranged in the same formation, in the in the hot bath. But obviously, without their dressing gowns on, you could see they all had tattoos on. And yeah. so, and tattoos are are the what the yakuza well, have. That and <laughs> and the missing little finger. The missing the little thing? finger. Yeah, yeah the, it's the yakuza that invented the fun sized finger of fudge. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're fine. Anyway, that yeah. story. Anyway, yeah, there you go. They were they were gangsters. They basically. were gangsters. That's, yeah. And that story involves Theo, but we have Theo here yes. as well. So all I was, I was going to ask you, I, well, not all I'm going to ask you, because we want to talk about <laughs> um, other things in football. But mm. one of the things that interests me is is in you in a parallel life. If you do the Spurs show, you do life goals, you yeah. do all of this stuff. You're a big Tottenham fan, yeah. but you also you're a director and you direct commercials and short films and all that sort of yeah. thing. And, and and I just wondered because I know you've done a few. This the obsession that business has with football. Mm. Is there a sort of is there a, a sinking feeling when you're forever <laughs> offered things that have to be about football? No, or is it a joy? It's a joy. <laughs> yeah, I know. I love it. I, mean, I always specialised in football because some somehow got round that I was really into football, and I, I started directing when I was very young. So 
that was before it became really, you know, fashionable for advertisers to use. And and they, when it started to happen, they were scrambling around for a, a direct. Directors tend to be very arty and pretentious. That's how you get on being a commercials director, believe it or not. Is it? I'm yes. Making note of that. Yeah. yeah. Make a note of that. Yeah. <laughs> and I um, but uh, they found out I was a football fan, so so I was the go-to guy. So it was brilliant. So I ended up doing loads of really ridiculous, stupid. Uh, I mean, I've just done so many. I worked with all the great footballers of the 90s and the noughties. You know? What's your favourite one, of the ones that you've done, the football Well, I did an ex- a really bizarre one with Peter Schmeichel where I took him to Denmark and it was a musical. And, and, um, <laughs> it was a musical? Yeah, it was a musical. Okay. So basically what happened was this used to happen occasionally where I was working with Schmeichel that same week... Uh, uh, my brothers, who also made TV commercials, one of them was booked to be working with Beckham, and another director in the company I was with was supposed to be working with Gigs. And what happened was, at the beginning of that week, or perhaps the end of the previous week, Manchester United suffered a, a very bad defeat, a game they shouldn't have lost. And we all got phone calls from the agent saying they're not allowed to... Ferg, Fergie's gone mad. <laughs> oh, right. He's gone mad. <laughs> and he said to them all, he's got them all together, and he screamed blue murder at them all, saying this happens because you do too much other shit outside yeah. of this. Doesn't no, no more adverts, you bastards, ever. So we thought, oh, well. And But the agent said, don't worry, forget about it in a couple of weeks. We'll have to just do it. And all of us got, canc- got our shoots cancelled, fully paid up, by uh, the insurance, and then just got it got to do it two weeks later, which was brilliant. Oh, that's so that's money for no rope, money for nothing. And then Schmeichel, Schmeichel's thing, I, uh, we were filming. It was for Dane Pack Bacon, so we were filming in <laughs> in Denmark at the factory, yeah. and also at a strange sort of medieval town, sort of walk around museum in the form yeah. of a town. Is it Elsinore? I don't know. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> no, it was in actually in Aarhus. Oh, well, or they, well, they have a football team. Yeah, yeah, yes. quite a good one, yeah. yeah. Anyway, uh, he he had to come because it, the way they did it was Schmeichel had to come in the night before late because he had to get a training first because he only had two days off and it was a two-day shoot. And the only way he could squeeze it in was to come in straight from training. So he had to have a private jet. We had to fly him straight into Aarhus. <laughs> but what he did once he got to the hotel is he just went straight to the nightclub in the basement and didn't stop partying until dawn <laughs> so I hadn't even met him and he's coming on to this shoot and not only that he was supposed to record the track before we started filming right. so we'd put we'd made a makeshift recording studio in one of the rooms with the music guy and he walked and we got mattresses all around the walls to soak up the sound mm-hmm. and he walked in he was in an absolutely terrible state <laughs> he was pi- absolutely pissed I mean he was there was like alcohol fumes and everything and we had to get him to sing about Dame Pat Bacon to the tune of <laughs> When I'm Cleaning Windows by oh, no. George no. Is, is, that a, is that a big song in Denmark? No, well, <laughs> no. it never went out in it Denmark. When I'm Packing Bacon. It is, no, When I'm Packing Bacon. I was hoping it was going to be the musical uh, Hoops, yes, the yeah, mad, yes, Madness that's musical. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, written by Tim Firth. Yes. <laughs> he was fine. He recorded the track. He did his best. It was fine because we needed the track to, to film to. It was like a pop video, you know. Yeah, so we yes. went out. We started filming him in the Bacon Factory. He just did exactly what he was told all morning. He'd just, I'd say, do this, he'd do it. And it was stupid ideas. He was surrounded by... Of course, uh, 20 girls in bikinis. And they were like playing the the backing singer in the band. And he was the lead singer dressed as a butcher in the bacon factory. And he was fine all morning. And then we would stop for lunch. And in the afternoon, I first shot, I said, right, I want you to get on the forklift truck and drive it around singing the song. And he suddenly said to me, that's a fucking stupid idea. (laughs) I said... I know it's a stupid idea. We've been stupid ideas all day. Why are you suddenly? Why? Why are you suddenly think? 
he said, oh, oh yeah, okay, yeah, I'll do it. And I said, what's the matter with him all of a sudden? They said, oh, no, he's, he's had a few drinks over lunch and he's suddenly woken up again. <laughs> and he's, so he's driving in, uh, in trouble. I don't think I'm speaking out of turn. I'm just sure he wouldn't object. It was all, it was all in the, the best uh, fun, the spirit of fun. He it's was great. Amazing. I liked it's, him a lot. It's amazing how many f- uh, stories about old old generation football. Yeah, they're very different. Are all about, are all about drinking. All about, yes. all, about, yeah. and all about their body not really being a temple. Yeah. Yeah. Being more of a pub. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of thought Schmeichel being on the on the cusp of the old and yeah, the new yeah, kind yeah. of thing. Well, he was a goalie. I suppose he didn't have, need to have such a good engine. He could kind he of treat it as an engine at all. Yeah. An engine would actually be a disadvantage. Yeah. yeah, I would have thought that Sir Alex would have said to him, you know, you can have two pints in the first half, <laughs> two pints in the second. <laughs> but, you know, nothing more. You are a professional athlete <laughs> yeah. after all. Yeah. So, obviously, the question you always want to ask, and there must have been, who was the most difficult or most Footballer. witless footballer you've worked with? Um... I would say I had a bit of difficulty with Terry Venables, but I think it was because it was the day that he had to stand down as England manager. If you remember, he had all those problems. There was some sort of investigation or court case. He came yeah, straight yeah. from the press conference to the shoot, and he right. was really, really grumpy, really grumpy. And I asked him to say something at one point where he was pretending to pick the England team, and all the England... It was for those little, tiny, stupid little that's, plastic... That's, really oh, little, that's the, rubbing it in, isn't it? Yeah. Exactly. And the, 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 so the little, the little figures, the little yeah, statuettes. With the big heads and small yeah. bodies that yes. people used to... So it was for that. So they're all sort of lined up and he's supposed to be talking to them like he's <laughs> demented in some way. And he's going, come on. And they, they said, can I be in the team, boss? Can I be in the team? And he goes, uh, he's supposed to say, leave it out, lads. I haven't made my mind up yet. So yeah. I asked I told him to say the line and he went, leave it out, lads. I haven't made my mind up yet. <laughs> and I said, could you just say it a bit more like leave it out, lads? And he said, I don't talk like that. Which <laughs> he clearly like did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was just in a very bad mood. I just said, I'm, I'm very sorry. And in the end, we, we got a, a voiceover guy to just completely redo all his voice back into Cockney because he refused, <laughs> That's funny. refused to do it. Alan Shearer was interesting because he was, uh, it always struck me that he was like he was as a footballer. He was determined. He had no innate talent, yeah. but he was determined to do it well until he was good at it. Yeah. So I did... Uh, I must have done about 40. He had two quite longish lines of dialogue and I must have done over 40 takes. Really? And he never complained. <laughs> was it him that was unhappy or you? Neither of us. Oh, I was unhappy with the, with the performance. Yeah, but he never, he just listened every time I told him. He just looked straight ahead. He was completely yeah. cold. But he did it and did it and did it until he did it right. Did, did, did you keep asking him to do it in a Cockney accent? I just wonder, <laughs> maybe this is your thing. You know, no. all footballers have to have to, have to Or did, be he keep, did he keep going, oh, should have done that better. Should have done that better. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And also, should, when he finally got it done right, with that chance. did he run away with his right hand <laughs> raised in the air? Do you know what he did? He literally, when he got, because he, he, he got up and he looked straight ahead and he walked out, out the set at an even pace and he didn't look anyone in the eye and there was all these crew members trying to get his autograph he just would not stop at all and he also went back to his private jet to go back up to well, Newcastle you, oh, you know what that, that's a bit like what happens in Chariots of Fire when Harold <laughs> Abrahams he doesn't speak to anyone because sometimes as I think his mate says winning is as hard to take as losing. <laughs> and that's what's happened with Alan there. Yeah. He's done the perfect delivery. He wants to get out. He wants to process it. And then he moves on to the next advert. Um, right, we, we haven't got an awful lot of time, which is a terrible shame, um, Theo. Um, will you come back? Yeah. 
Okay, well, we'll see. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's, the that's the Alf Ramsey line to Jeff Hurst, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jeff Hurst scores two goals for England and he's leaving the dressing room and he goes, see you next time, Alf. And he goes, if selected, Jeff. <laughs> if selected. Well, we need to ask you about uh, what it's like to be a Tottenham fan just at the just moment. At fantastic, moment. Absolutely just, uh, fantastic. What a delight. Yeah. Have you been screenshotting the, the league of course, with yeah, us? I've, got, I've actually and... got a six-foot um, blow-up of it on my wall in <laughs> my hallway. It's just so beautiful that it happened just before an international break because, yeah, yeah. you know, knowing Tottenham, it wouldn't have lasted, you know, m- much more than five or six days in normal circumstances. Yeah. But this guarantees a fortnight mm. of gloating. Yeah. And, and have you been gloating with uh, Arsenal fans of your acquaintance? Actually, or? do you know what? Strangely enough, I don't know what you guys are like about this, but I don't do that. I've got mm. a rule about that because people do it to me one-on-one. People I know find out and go, ha-ha, we beat you, you're rubbish. Oh, I hate I think, I think, I you know, get uh, furious. I from, mean, uh, just... from my point of view, we're, we're the, the very bottom of... Uh, of League Two, yeah. Um, I can say at Sutton on uh, on uh, Saturday, last Saturday, the Sutton crowd were singing. Down with the Arsenal, you're going down with the Arsenal. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. And, you know, I'm looking forward, particularly, uh, if this continues, to uh, Rob and Romesh versus the Championship. That's what I'm looking forward to. Brilliant. Some <laughs> yeah. celebrity Arsenal fans <laughs> to dealing with relegation in a documentary yeah. format. Yeah. No, and, and I, absolutely, I absolutely agree with you. There's nothing worse than you're outside your ground and somebody goes, oh, we're going to beat you 3-0 today. Yeah. And you go, well, yes, okay. you might do. And, yeah. And, yeah. We don't. But, and it will be it's, nothing to do but with you. Isn't, isn't that why we come? To find out if that's going to happen. <laughs> You know, that's kind exactly. of the point. Yeah. Um, actually, do you know what? I've had a very uh, weird week over the whole Arsenal thing because I've done, I keep claiming this, I've done a bit of research on this. <laughs> well, all right. Um, and I've got, I, you know, Arsenal uh, is not a club I particularly love because when yeah, I was I a youngster, they, uh, they, they, nemesis, they were our nemesis. Right, yeah. yeah, but, you know, I've been reading a lot of the Arsenal message boards and things like that. There is no point in hating Arsenal. Arsenal fans hate Arsenal yeah. and they hate each other. Yeah. And, and, and I don't mean that in a, in a in a in a glib, you know, sort of crowing way. They, they all say it, yeah. you know, and they it, the, the level of criticism is just yeah, it's staggering. Yeah, I think it's that entitlement thing. I think they they were so good for and they were. It was obviously it was excruciating if you're a Tottenham fan, but they weren't just the best team in terms of winning stuff. They were like. They just played unbelievable football. Yeah. So they just all got. They, I mean, they just got all spoiled. Fans can never take it when it get when they go down the other side. And, and this lot, are the, yeah, they're the worst. But of course, it's very entertaining. I mean, of course, we all we're all glued to Arsenal fan TV and all of that stuff. It's. Yeah. Um, and to... it, it was interesting. Sorry, sorry to hear. No, to hear which I couldn't believe his first quote after the Man City game was, "We started the game really well." Yeah. And you think you were two 0 down after twelve minutes? How <laughs> does me- that work? He meant the thir- first thirty seconds. Yeah, yeah. No, I've been particularly enjoying uh, because of all the kerfuffle about whether Harry Kane is going to Manchester City. Yeah, that just the quiet efficiency with which Jung Min Son has been scoring goals. Yeah. What a fantastic player to watch as a neutral. Yeah. the fantastic player uh, Son is to watch. It, and I, I was um, two years ago. I went out to South Korea, where my son is teaching, oh. and stayed in a hotel for a week, and it was nice. But every single day, every single evening on Korean television, there's a program called Son Super Strikes. Wow! Which is a, a half an hour compilation of the goals of Hyung Min Son. And ever since we came back, and they they, they update them. You know, if if he scores another one, yeah. they'll take one out. And you know, because wow. uh, in between times he's had a goal of the season, hasn't he? He's had that the, the long had, run. Yeah, from, the best goal in the world, the Puskas yeah, yeah. Award. Yeah. So then that's going to be in Son Super Strikes now. Yeah. yeah. It's gonna, and you know we see we see Son on a match of the day, me and my sons, and we go, well that'll be on Son Super. 
two strikes. Yeah, that yeah, one. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's, it's it's the same. Uh, it's the same in Fuerteventura. I mean, you can't go into a bar without hearing "Yes, sir, I can boogie." Because famously, <laughs> that is where Baccarat. You know, they made their name. Right. <laughs> so I'm just I'm just throwing that in there. One, yeah, right. one white dress, one black dress. Right? Yeah, it's clever. I do remember it's that. Yeah, yeah, I do yeah. remember yeah, that. It is. Same yeah. trousers, it's, different shirts. Yes. Same shirts, different trousers. It's These bra- are Tony Hatch. That's branding. That's branding. That's yeah. branding. That is branding. You must appreciate that. In your, oh, yeah. I'm no, line branding, I'm all over it. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about the cane thing, so give, just give us your, your perspective on that uh, and maybe speak for the, the general perspective. Well, it's just so simple, isn't it? The, 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 I mean, I've, I can't tell you how many radio shows and stuff that you get talking about this stuff and really it's just really simple so to, so he signs a six-year contract with no buyout clause yeah. so at any time during that time if he wants to leave leave he needs to get a price at which he wants to sell it yeah yeah, yeah. and um and when harry kane says yeah but i had a gentleman's agreement i'll be able to get the yeah. gentleman's agreement surely never said you can leave at whatever price Manchester City choose to pay. Yeah, whenever That's, you damn well like. Yeah, I mean, no, so, I it's, so it's really, really simple. You sign a six-year contract. You know that you should know that it was just incredibly naive of him, and then naive again for him to think he could somehow, you know, sulk his way out of the club. Well, yeah. I mean, Spurs have had a bit of a, a, a history of players trying to sulk their way out of the club. Yeah, they have successfully Bale sometimes and with but, Modric, yeah. as well, and Berbatov. Yeah. I think. But actually, in all those cases, they got huge transfer fees. Actual, yeah, yeah. properly, the sort of transfer fees which theoretically, at least, might have made sense for them. But but City. Yeah. I mean, I think Kane, you know, if you think Grealish is worth 100 million, Kane, given that he scores the most goals and gets the most assists in the yeah. division. And gets to start be. for England as opposed yeah. to coming on in the yeah. 99th minute. he's the captain minute. of England. You, I mean, what? how many <laughs> other, you know, attributes do you want him to have? No, he's exactly. got to be worth 160 million, yeah. I would have thought. I think... I think- the error that he's made there is that he hasn't realised a gentleman's agreement is between two gentlemen. Yeah. It isn't just one person. Uh, yes, I'm who a gentleman and I agree to this. Yes. Yeah. I think Myself. we both have to behave like gentlemen. That's yeah. my understanding of it. Anyway, yeah. I saw in the paper on Sunday, the Sunday Times, I think it was, an article by Alison Rudd, who's a great journalist and I really mm. enjoyed the stuff she writes. Mm. And it was an article saying. Harry Kane should get a new agent and get rid of his brother. And I thought, what is the world coming to that in a sports section, there should be a whole article encouraging a player to get a new agent in order to... One increases financial value, move clubs. I just that seems to me like the sort of thing, the opposite of what I believe. Yeah, yeah no, absolutely. Yeah. And what about um, Jermaine Genas? Did you see him, him in the last no. couple of days saying he wrote a thing saying Harry Kane deserved a move away from Spurs. Oh, well, that's, deserved is well, that's an odd thing to deserved say. Deserved a move, won a penalty. It's all the same thing, uh, isn't yeah. it? Just yeah. it's almost like you know that, that, that Jermaine Genas accepts the hierarchy as it is. And that you, you know, if you do well at a certain level, you deserve to move yeah. up it, and yeah. that the, this will never change, and that yeah. this is set in stone. And yeah. has no imagination to think that Kane might do better staying where he is. Mm. Just doesn't have the imagination to. Yeah. It's, it's, comprehend so it's that. a natural progression, is what he's yes, saying, yes, exactly. and will always be the same. Like yeah. you say, deserve <laughs> seems such an odd word to use. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Still. Just, just be- before we went finished. Um, it looked like it was all set with Pochettino. You got to a Champions League final yeah. in dramatic style. Yes. Um, didn't really perform in the final. But that's, that's neither here nor there. And it looked like it was all set. And then it kind of fell, fell apart. apart. Yeah. What was what was that? <laughs> well, it was, a, it was a lot to do with transfer business. Pochettino, you know, publicly said in the year or two leading up to that 
final that they needed to be spending more money and getting bigger play- and being ambitious. He'd say, well, it's time to be ambitious. And to- and I think that final, actually, we kind of, it, it, it was um, it was a funny time for us to get, because if you looked at how we were playing in the league that year, we were absolutely not very good at all no. from Christmas onwards. But somehow, Paul, that's the great thing about Cups, of course, you pulled out the big performances of the Cup, got to the final, lost, but already the rot had set in. And I think he was really just disgruntled. And, and he was such an amazing kind of um, leader, Pochettino. And he, he had that whole holistic approach. He was all their friends. He was like their big brother. Yeah. And when, when you lose your own motivation, that quickly permeates the whole group if you're that yeah, guy. Yeah. And, and am, I, am I right in thinking? I'm, I don't really remember. But had he already said he was leaving before the final? He said if he won, he might leave. That's what he said. Right. And then, but then, of course, what happens, with, as you know, with football managers, they never resign. But you see, if they'd they hated him, fired. that would have been a good way of motivating them. But they yeah. liked him. So they that was a bad thing. <laughs> that's I'm true. sorry. That's I, why we lost the bloody final. Well, I don't know much about psychology, <laughs> yeah. but I think that's <laughs> yeah. fairly evident. Now, I just did challenge you. Any any particular song that you would like to sing well, this out with? Oh, I can. Now, how sweary can you be, though? You can be sweary as you fucking like. Okay. I tell you, I've got a few, though. But I, I was thinking there's one at Stoke, which I loved, when Van der Vaart played for Tottenham, oh, who was, was at the time one of the best, technically best players in the whole of Europe. And, and one we of went the best to Stoke. names of any football. Yeah. yeah. Van der Vaart. And we go to Stoke, and after about five minutes, he missed. And, and the Stoke fans just all went, dead, 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 dead. Fucking useless. Da, 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 da. Yeah, that one's in. That's one of my favourites. That's one of my favourites. <laughs> Players out with fucking useless. I, I like the. Uh, I like certain individual player ones, like uh, Lamella. We used to sing. Everywhere you go, always take Lamella with you. Oh, that's good. I like and then that. Chimbonda, we had. Uh, What's that coming over the hill? Is it Chimbonda? Is it Chimbonda? <laughs> So little little yeah, uh, yeah, player yeah, yeah. player chance I like, they're like that. but I mostly like the really vile ones which I can well, sense. So you don't want. So do I. No no no. You, go on then. Let's no. Play us out with the vile one, and we can cut it where we like. Well, I mean, you know, it's my, my old man said, "Be an Arsenal fan." I said, "Fuck off, bollocks! You're a cunt." I like it because it's completely unambiguous. <laughs> yeah, it's emphatic. It, it, it leads no doubt as to what yeah. the sentiment is there. And, and, and echoing Radio 2, we've got an under-12s write-your-own-football-chant <laughs> competition. So just listen in to this again and we'll give you the address. Thanks, Theo. Cheers, Theo. Pleasure. GreatBigOwl.com Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.